just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekuller, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're with you till the top of the hour. Some big news. Our team has expanded by one this week. I'll explain in a moment. Uh, coming up, by the way, and just a bit down the road here, maybe literally for you if you're driving, the best ways you can prepare for a frigid winter. And, Brad, I sent you some of those mm-hmm. topics uh, that we'll review yep. later. Brad, by the way, I'm referring to, not Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They get you uh, inspected the w- right way and um, give you a full report, which is a spectacular computerized report. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And also hear Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, and you can choose the attorney, closing attorney that you want, and you can reach Kevin and his group over at Pitt and Frank. That's Kevin Disler, 895-9900. The added uh, part of our team comes from Kevin's side of this video monitor. Kevin, you want to make that announcement? Yeah, we've got we've got a, a future um, listener to the program. I've got a, a granddaughter this week, uh, little Emma. She's eight pounds four ounces, nineteen inches. Mom and her are doing well, and as I was talking to you all, I've got enough granddaughters now to have a basketball team. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be class. Uh, do we want to do the math here? No, we don't. We uh, do yes, hard. Really too hard. Yes. Well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah congratulations to that. everybody. Glad they're all doing well. You can reach me, Bob Sekuller, anytime on my cell phone, 502-376-5483. That's 502-376-5483. Okay. Send me an email, bob at com. subject line, radio question, and then in the body of the emails, send us a question. That's what uh, Patty did, uh, and this is uh, her question to us, Kevin. Her parents, Patty's parents, passed away and left Patty the home. They, by the way, did not pass away in the house but the sister who had been living there did pass away in the house recently patty's wondering is she required to disclose that someone passed away in the house if someone asks like a buyer thoughts well i guess if asked directly again you cannot uh have any misstatements uh, you can either choose not to respond, I guess, in that situation, uh, but but you certainly have to respond truthfully. From 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 a real estate um, from from your end of it, Bob. Yeah. Um, I know if there's anything that would materially impact the value of the house, like if there was a murder, or suicide, something like that, I think there's a duty to disclose. Uh, something would impair the value of the property, but just a regular, normal, run of the mill, someone passed away. Is that something that uh, you? board or the licensing agencies would require you to put any type of disclosure no not that i know of uh of course that could always change on the on the <laughs> dime, right day. yeah this could it, anything changes the way things are so the um the the real bottom line is uh you may be asked we may be asked and i would go consult with our seller ask the seller what her or his thoughts are how they want to handle it if there was anybody uh, but um, it's a it's a tricky situation because you definitely don't want to uh, lie, and there are some folks out there who are very concerned about if someone's passed away, the spirit's still in the house. So we take that very seriously. Yeah. Well, there's some 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 cases about haunted houses known in the community and failure to disclose that. And you know, if, actually, sometimes uh, there was one I think in Shelbyville actually people that were more interested in looking at the house and just because it had the reputation of being haunted. So, but I think overall, it's either you be truthful in any response that you make. When I was a, a an anchor over at Channel Eleven, uh, did Louisville Tonight Live, and when I was a, an anchor in Atlanta 
doing a show down there and before that in Orlando, we did series on uh, homes that were supposedly haunted, uh, haunted for Halloween. So, yeah, that, it, it's interesting. And that's, there are TV shows about it, too, right? There's there, there there's one that actually sold for a rather large amount that I think was a subject of one of the a book that was turned into a movie. It actually oh, wow. sold for a pretty, pretty good price. Interesting. All right, we're moving on. Uh, this is uh, Brad David planning on putting his home on the market in the beginning of 2023, and he's wondering what are the most common things that cause the buyer to back out after a home inspection. So I know there's there there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, you know, you would probably know better what causes people to back out. I can probably speak to the things that we find uh, most commonly. Uh, we find, you know, cracks and foundations are always uh, challenges for uh everyone. Uh, we find electrical uh, issues, uh, whether it's an older uh, panel like a Federal Pacific or Stablock panel mm -hmm. uh, that is, you know, it's it's kind of gotten to the end of its useful life. Uh, that is, it, those can be pr very problematic. Certainly, there's, you know, questions about roofs, flashings, gutters, anything that might allow water to come into the house. Um, I know mold can be a problem for some people who are highly allergic to it or people who just are, um, just don't want to live anywhere that they might have had some water come into the house and it's created a moldy uh, environment for them. Those are those are common. And then probably the less common things are people, you know, come into the inspection, they think that the house is perfect, and then they, they run into situations where smaller things, uh, you know, we hear things that, you know, to us seems, you know, a little bit, um, you know, nonsensical, but, you know, people will, will run away because they we found that there was a leak under a dishwasher mm. you know that was leaking into the basement and you know we you know our our belief is that anything can be fixed it's just a matter of you know who's on the uh the hook who's paying the uh those repair costs so yeah i think the the obvious ones are anytime water's coming to the house those are those are always the uh the biggest issues you deal with and then some some things just they're Components are reaching the end of their useful life. Yeah, you you did really well on this. I put together kind of a list of uh, problem fails that we've had in the past number of months. So roofing, drainage issues, that's always a big one. Mm -hmm. A faulty foundation, mm -hmm. um, of course, big. Plumbing, I think you mentioned that. Pest infestations, mm -hmm. which... We we really do need a good pest control company. You know, I, we <laughs> we you know that was, we ought to talk about that, Bob. You know what what can we do there? What well, I would suggest <laughs> creating a company, Brad. You're so good with you know inspections. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do. Let's let's just start a company uh, that handles residential pest control. What I think would you that's, call, what I think would you that's call it? I think I would call it Team Bug Out. Oh, that's a cute idea. Uh, you know, yeah, team, yeah. team bug out pest control. We have a nice little bug that's named Audi. Uh, you know, out of your house, get them out. You know, I, maybe how, that's what we ought to do. How quickly could you launch something like that? Uh, well, we could probably launch maybe as soon as uh, three weeks ago. Oh, well, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You, you go ahead, give out your number, just because it's new, and I think you're a good guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, Team Bug Out Pest Control. All, all joking aside, is a is a new company that I've uh, gone into partnership with uh, another guy who's been in the bug business for a, a lot of years. And our phone number is five zero two three five seven 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 zero zero. Teambugout.com is where good. you can find wow. us out there. All right. Good. There you go. Yeah. We didn't plan that, folks. No, just, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> uh, other things, uh, mold that's hidden. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Failing heating systems, HVAC yeah. systems, electrical wi uh, wiring, and you mentioned the panels. And then the structural damage um, and poorly maintained condition can help 
kill a sale rel- relatively quickly. Yeah. Moving back over to um, to Kevin. By the way, if you'd like to see what people are saying about us, we're really proud of our reviews, and reviews these days are everything. Uh, go to uh, LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com. Those are redirects to those specific pages on both Zoo, uh, Zillow and uh, Google. And again, take a look. You'll see. Uh, you can always reach out to me and go to BobSellMyHome.com, and that'll take you to get things rolling. Uh, Kev, anyone who owns a home with trees on or around it uh, should be interested in this next question. Tim emails us saying that uh, his tree drops branches on his neighbor's yard. The neighbor apparently is threatening to sue Tim to pay for the branches to be cleaned up and the ones that haven't fallen, that may fall on his yard uh, and or I guess also sue him for damages if something gets in, uh, broken or injured. So thoughts about this for uh, Tim? He's wondering, what can he do? Is there anything to protect himself as the home property owner? Well, and one of the things that was missing from that question is whether the tree is uh, you know, in good shape or is it uh, uh, deceased, or deceased? Is it decaying? Is it, uh, does it have some type of a disease that um, uh, is it dead? In that, I think that you have a different standard. If you have mm. a tree that would be a uh, reasonable um, risk of harm to property or, or or persons on the adjoining property, then I think you'd have a duty to act in that situation. But if it's just a live tree in your yard and it occasionally dumps leaves, branches, it kind of goes with the, you know, you live in a neighborhood, you have neighbors, everybody has trees. I think Kentucky courts would just say it's part of the, um, I would say, privilege of living in a community that, you have to deal with these type of issues on occasion. If you have, if you have a neighbor, I'm just talking to our listeners. If, if your neighbor has trees that is you're concerned about that, maybe they're getting old branches, maybe showing. I don't know how you do this, but I'm just saying. If, from my experience, you would want to send a registered letter to that neighbor, putting them on notice that you're concerned about the trees and that they need to be addressed. Am I right about that? To help. Well, that would that you? would be yeah, that would be, and you could even. Go to the point if they don't do anything, you try to put the uh, the neighbor's insurance company on notice because that's the difference. If there is a diseased tree, is is there's a tree that is dead, then there's an active duty on that homeowner to do something. But and that's why they really didn't differentiate in that question. If it's just a live, healthy tree that just happens to occasionally drop branches, I don't think there's an issue. But if it is a decayed tree, it's diseased, it is a threat of harm to the the adjoining neighbors, then at that point you'd have to act. But I think a letter. Well, first of all, go over with a cup of coffee and talk to your neighbor. If there is an issue, get an arborist out there to take a look at it. If that doesn't work, next step is a written, you know, send them a letter. That doesn't work at that point in time. You may have to, to move it on up a little bit. And also, you do sometimes have a lot of homeowners associations. You can get them involved to try to see if they can intervene. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. nuisance, but it's within the association's uh, uh, purview. If there is a homeowner association, right? right. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the advantages of having one. By the way, if you want to see or hear a copy of the answers that we're giving and the questions, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. And uh, that's a redirect to our YouTube channel. You can see the videos. And I've been putting out these videos on Facebook, on my Facebook account. So you may see those up there as well. Over to Brad now. Uh, Jason shopping for a home inspector. So when he buys... A home next year in 2023, he hits the ground running. One of the inspectors that he interviewed made Jason promise that if he was hired, that Jason would read the full inspection report, not just the summary. And he's wondering why. And we, you and I 
yeah. beat, beat, basically beat around the bush on this one, but tell us yeah. what the important part of this is. So when we keep in mind that when you hire an inspector, the only thing that you actually get from this inspector, what you're paying for is that written report. You know, Kentucky requires, Indiana requires a written report. That is that is what the inspector is providing. So any of the conversation that you have in the house, any of the, you know, any of the walkthrough, anything that's happening in the house, that's not the inspection. The inspection itself is that report that you get. Now, many, many inspection companies, my company included, will include a summary of our findings. Now, the summary may be, you know, one or two pages. I've seen them longer than that. Some are at the beginning, some are at the end. The problem is, is that the summary is only listing out what we refer to as um, the you know the, the 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 major defects. Okay, the the biggest challenges that you have in the house. It's not everything though. There are a lot of maintenance type of items that are included farther down the list. We're just simply addressing those things that really need to be considered. You know, before the, you know, as, as part of the final negotiations on the on the home. But contained within the report, you know, may have information about, you know, an HVAC system. And you may say, the inspector may say, you know, that the system needs to be serviced, you know, prior to um, the prior to a move in or prior to the uh, to the final determination. So the the entire report and that may run 35 pages. Some some inspectors are going to give you a report that's more than 100 pages long. The, 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 The challenge is, as the buyer, is to make sure that you know how to read that report. Take a look at the sample reports that the inspectors give, because some are just proud of the fact that they can create a hundred or 120 page report that has so many words in it that, you know, it's going to take you a while to get through it. So know what you're getting in advance, get a sample copy or a sample report from your inspector, review it. If it makes sense to you, then it's going to make sense when you're actually paying for that for your home. But yeah, the, the, the inspection report itself is not just those one or two pages that are called the summary. Mm -hmm. It's the entirety of the report. Yeah. And we have a a handout. It's actually actually an email out of uh, what to inspect expect in an inspection report if you send me uh, an email bob at we sell louisville.com just say inspection report in the uh, subject line i'll send that out to you uh, immediately Uh, when we come back the best ways you can prepare for a frigid winter with us continuing till the top of the hour brad lawler owner of home team inspection service 844-411-TEAM also kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys you can reach kevin and his team at eight at 895-9900 and you can reach me bob sincola anytime to come out we are thrilled to uh, help you evaluate what your price would be what the the long-term look is for the the industry in terms of how things are going with real estate whatever it might be it's no obligation it's free of charge and by the way this past weekend this past one we had three of our listings go under contract with one of them getting multiple offers so it's, uh, there are good signs out there it's not don't believe everything wow. that you're yeah. hearing in the media uh, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone three seven six five four eight three we're back in a moment on news radio 840 whas Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. 
Pitt and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. With us here, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. You can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime to help you sell your home. It's 502-376-5483. We can also help you with our agents buy your next home. We've got a great team of, of folks. In a moment, uh, best ways you can prepare for your uh, for really what sounds like it could be a frigid um, winter. First, a quick question for Kevin. Anthony sent us an email asking us about the purchase of a home on the east side of town. It's higher in price than other homes in that neighborhood, and he's wondering, would it be smart to have an appraisal done before he does the inspection? He says that way he'd only be out the cost of the appraisal if it doesn't appraise for value. Interesting question. I'm not mm. sure he gains much. Your thoughts on this, Kevin and Brad? Well, well, I would just say when, when you run out the contract, is the time period to get the uh, um, inspection done, is that a shorter time frame than usually appraisal? Because well, appraisal is usually yeah. ordered by the lender and takes longer. Yeah, and you can extend the inspection time period. So you could go 15, 20 days. Now, will the seller accept that? I don't know. I think that's the one of the key parts of the puzzle here for, uh, for Anthony. So it, it, it yeah. sounds like he's worried that as a lender, the appraisal might come in light, and because of that, he may want to. It, it sounds like he's concerned that the appraisal may come in light, and that yeah. would require him to bring up some more money. Sounds right. like. And he may not be worth um, it. Yeah. I, I think the key thing is, like the you know, sit down with your, your real estate agent to make sure that you've got the dates correct. Because what you don't want to do is inadvertently lose a, a financing contingency in the contract or home inspection repair contingency. And I also would find out from the mortgage company that you're using for them to ask how long can it take for an appraisal to go out, uh, get done, and come back to you. So that that might be another piece of that puzzle. It's an well, interesting in the, idea. Well, like I said, in the spring, it was pretty good time frame. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we've been looking at uh, the winter helping the house. These are some of the best ways you can prepare for a frigid winter. Kevin, you're more than welcome to jump in, but Brad, I know, is prepared mm -hmm. for this. Let me run the topic. Give me a line uh, from your end, uh, Brad, on why it's important. Tend to tree branches. What's 
What do you yes. think? Yeah. You need to make sure that anything that might fall uh, when coated with ice is is cut away from the home. So you want to uh, don't have anything that can fall, you know, on your house. So anything above that, above the roof, cut it back because it's going to come down with ice on it. Safeguard your exterior spigots, which is obviously yeah. important. Here. Yeah, we just want to make sure they don't freeze up. If you can turn the water off, if you've got an indoor valve that you can shut the water off completely to it, that's the best way to do it. And then just open the outside valve so that nothing can freeze up you know, the styrofoam blocks work okay uh too but if you can cut the water off the spigot it's best i i thought i had a problem because i couldn't find the turnoff uh, on my one of the rear house spigots turns out it has one of those long extensions that actually turns off from inside i don't yeah, know what it's called but it, they're frost proof yeah mm-hmm. yep. really good clean out rain gutters yeah, make sure that you take out the leaves because the leaves are still in there. Then you start getting ice damming as the water starts freezing, and it'll push back up underneath the uh, your shingles and come into the house. Wrap exposed pipes, especially if you've got a crawl space uh, and no basement, right? Yeah, for for sure. Uh, or you know, if you've got exterior. Uh, Pipes in the exterior wall, I mean, we're not telling people open up the wall to get to it, but, yeah. you know, there are, just know that if you've got like a washing machine with exterior, you know, water lines that you, that is an area that is susceptible to uh, freezing. Seal gaps and other uh, openings around yeah. the house. Yeah. Any, anywhere you can, you can prevent air from coming into the house and heat escaping the house, you're, you know, you're saving a lot of money. By the way, on a past show, I mentioned, you know, the thing you see on the uh, TV advertised, it has like two tubes and it fits on the front and the back. Well, the one that I had got old and I got a new one that was only seals on the back. So it's only like yeah. half of it mm-hmm. does not work, folks. So got oh, it from it Amazon. Work. No, yeah, you can still feel breeze coming in. So I've ordered uh, the, the original type, which has two tubes that fit inside of a sleeve. And the sleeve fits under the door, so there's blockage coming in from the front and blockage on the backside. Mm-hmm. So kind of, so just keep that in mind if you're. Thanks, for, thanks for reporting on those test results. Yes, uh, you're all waiting. <laughs> I took the hit yes. for you on that, right? Okay. Thank uh, you. Bundle up your water heater. Another yeah. There are blankets you can you can put an insulating wrap around your uh, your water heater. Uh, we see those pretty regularly. You know, it's it's. I mean, it adds a little bit of energy efficiency to them. Save you a few dollars. Uh, focus on the fireplace is an issue because. Just make sure it's serviced before you use it, because once you open that flue, you have no idea what might have set up a nest uh, right up above that. You know, you don't want a fire hazard. You got creosote and other things. Call your chimney sweep to come out before it gets too late. Too yeah, cold. but by the way, next week we're talking about the uh, secrets of people with low energy bills. The fireplace uh, actually holds a, an important part of that, and it's not the, what you think. So no. we'll talk about that. Reverse the direction of your ceiling fan blades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, in the summertime, we want the air to blow down. Uh, so it's they're going to most of them are going to spin uh, clockwise. In the wintertime, you want to reverse them so that they spin counterclockwise. And there's great debate about that, whether or not it actually makes a difference. I'm a believer in it personally. You can disagree with me. The only thing I'll say is just make sure when you switch from summer mode to winter mode that you stop the blades completely, dust off the top of them first, (laughs) because otherwise you're going to throw dust all over the room. Your wife's going to be mad at you, just speaking from experience. Finally, turn on the humidifier, which is something because the heat takes the water out of the front. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We move over to Kevin. Alice writing in. She says, my father passed away in 2017. I was named the sole executor, or in this case, I guess you would be executrix and beneficiary of the will. The will explicitly outlined this property. I guess this is the one that the dad passed away in uh, as belonging to him and being left to her, Alice. Um, 
and in the case of his death, so that seems legit so far, suddenly a silent business partner that walked away four years ago comes forward and says that he has as half owner of the building. So now Alice is wondering, what can I do? Where do I start? Do I have any recourse? Whoa, that's, that's kind that's of an unusual one. situation yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, you're 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 not using a uh, you're using a gender specific reference there, executor and executrix. Right. So the laws got to come around to coming some gender neutral description on that. But I'm politically um, correct, right? I mean, I am correct in it. You are correct. Use of it, a, but it, you're right. It does need to be addressed, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. There, there are a lot of things that are still still need to be worked on. Yeah. But uh, on that situation, she has a will. And I'm assuming since she's been, it's been admitted to probate since she's been appointed executrix. So this gentleman, if he claims he has some ownership, the first thing I would do is probably go to see, and she probably has one, uh, a good probate counsel. And also, if he's claiming he has some interest in the real estate, he probably needs to get a real estate attorney. You know, what's the basis for this claim that he has? He'd either have to have something of record in the property records, or he'd have to produce some type of a will that would take precedence over the one that she's admitted to probate. So she hadn't given us that much information, but it's certainly an unusual situation. And I just have to say, because I'm dealing with one of these now, sometimes when the family is fighting over a piece of real estate after mom or dad is gone, Mm -hmm. the type of emotion and anger that comes out kind of far surpasses a lot of divorce cases. And this is a business partner, but you sometimes see families squabble and come back and pull up competing wills and holographic wills. And, you know, it gets to be a... Like a situation like this, does he have another will that perhaps he drafted and his Mm -hmm. partner put into a safe deposit box somewhere? But it's just one thing we've talked about before. Sit down with a good estate planning attorney, get everything in order, because what you want to make sure is that you do not leave a mess. I've got one now. It's, It's a family. They're all fighting each other three generations only because someone didn't sit down and take care of business, which is like everybody needs to go see and get a will. Well done and have it done professionally and, and by the way you do wills correct we do wills and uh like i said you know it, it sometimes it doesn't require that much time or effort it doesn't have to be perfect it's just you know don't let perfection be the enemy of the good get something down that's fairly good take it back with you and play around with it and uh you know sometimes some people determine you know they don't like bob today they scratch him out then bob all of a sudden is back in with us, and so he's back in. <laughs> and you don't want to do that, but the main thing is you just want to create when you're gone. Don't let your entire family and friends fight and squabble, and, and the best way to do that is make sure you, you take care of business. Got it. Um, we've got time for one more question. Uh, Brad Walden sent this in. He's a regular listener, heard us talking about winterizing his, or his home and everybody's home. He thought that was great information. Are there other things that he should do in preparing his home for a cold winter so i think we went over a bunch of them in this show but yeah like roof leaks would be well one. yeah you want to make sure yeah check you have a roofer come out do a do a scan of your roof uh, make any sort of corrections that's needed fix you know shingles that might be loose or lifted check the flashings uh check the boots around all of the uh the you know plumbing vents and and other vents coming out Make sure you get your your heating system tuned up. You know, you should be doing that twice a year. A lot of people yep. are not. And, you know, make sure you've got clean filters in there. Make sure that the, you know, it's been, uh, it's had a thorough, thorough you know, once over, um, you know, thermo- that your thermostat is actually working correctly. A lot of, you know, there's still a lot of very old thermostats out there that are widely inaccurate. Um, those are all going to save you some energy. Uh, you know, and again, if, you, if you've got some drafty airs, if you've got switches on the wall, you feel, you know, cold air actually blowing through, uh, 
uh, go ahead and tend to those. The you know the caulking outside, maybe you know we still still pull up probably a few warm days left this year. Take care of anything that. If you see curtains move or, you know, around a window, it's time yeah. to put some caulk in there. Yeah. And, and then also seal out pests because as mm-hmm. we've talked about in the past, mice can fit through a dime size hole yep. and yep. then infiltrate and then you're in trouble. Well, all right. I would bring yep. up one thing that yep. came up when you all were talking about that is that uh, like my house, I don't know if it's like yours, but during winter, it's your obligation as a homeowner to make sure that the people that come to your house mm-hmm. that ice and snow yep. that you shove it away mm-hmm. i've got my amazon guy coming three times a day i've got the ups <laughs> guy coming i've got amazon coming so you think about from back you know years ago where it was just a post office the postal worker came by but now you've got six or seven people mm-hmm. make sure that your property is safe so when they you know again i don't know is amazon definitely three times christmas time pizza but guy. even since you yeah pizza well yeah i forgot the pizza guy mm-hmm. and the uh, grub up yeah. guy mm-hmm. so you have more and more people coming to your home well yeah. if you don't clear the ice away you don't clear the snow away personal injury attorneys in here in town who probably got the ad on the next program will be more than happy to <laughs> to make their christmas all right we are out of time my thanks to kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys they do a great job of getting you closed at the closing table you can reach kevin and his group at 895-9900 brad lawler owner of home team inspection service and actually had two big announcements here not only is he another um uh, well actually it was one one for kevin with a new grandbaby, yeah. and then one for for Brad with a new baby company. That's right, new, new that's right, new child there. <laughs> team bug out. So we had two big announcements here. You can reach uh, home team and Brad at eight four 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 one one team, and then you can reach me, Bob Sakola, anytime on my cell phone. If you'd like us to come out, I'll come out there personally. We can talk about the process of putting your home on the market and getting it sold. See what that looks like, dollar wise and all. No obligation, no fee. Uh, you can reach me on my cell at three seven six five four eight three. That's 502-376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.